You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Bolana Salim Karim, you know, Dhamma Dwarakatama joins us from his wonderful town, Ladysmith. Ladysmith, pure, wholesome people coming from there, documenting Islam as a family and his uncle, Mawlana Abdul Razak, Rahimullah, a legend indeed. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill his cover with nur and grant him the highest stages of Jannah, that is Jannah al-Firdos. Mawlana Salim Karim, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And Jazakallah khair for joining us as usual on your slot on the program, Asafina to Ilal Jannah. How are you doing this fine, beautiful morning, Mawlana? Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu wa shifadvai. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with good health, afiyat. Allah ta'ala grant us sabri jameel. Allah ta'ala grant us usni khatima. Two things are very important in life, shifadvai. One is, kisi ke dil ko taklif mat pohchaan. Don't hurt the feelings of people. Allah wale, kisi shayir ne kaha, ki those who are close to Allah and they are close servants of Allah, they don't even hurt the enemies. Dushmano ka dil ko dukhaya nahi karte. And our situation is that those who are close to us, we hurt them. Unko rulate hai aur unka dil ko dukhate hai. So may Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq that we can respect each other, we can love each other, and we can, inshallah, serve each other. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladheena astafa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeemi bismillahir rahmanir raheem. قال الله تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم وقال تعالى في مقام آخر يا أيها الذين آمنوا توبوا إلى الله توبة نصوحا وقال تعالى في مقام آخر وما تدري نفسهم ماذا تكسب غدا وما تدري نفسهم بأي أرض تموت إن الله عليم خبير قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم تحفة المؤمن الموت بلغ العلا بكماله كشف الدجا بجماله حسنت جميع خصاله صلوا عليه وآله سلام اس پر سلام اس پر برو کو جس نے فرمایا یہ میرے ہے 
सलाम उस पर जिसने गालिया सुनकर दुआएं दी सदक अल्लाह ब्यूटिफुल मॉरल्स एंड कैरेक्टर एंड अखलाक इन आवर लाइफ प्लेंटी ऑफ नॉलेज प्लेंटी ऑफ लिटरेचर बट वेन यू बिकम प्रैक्टिकल मुस्लिम are we implementing the beautiful life of rasulullah the akhlaq are we inculcating those beautiful teachings to our children and better so for ourselves ji isliye farmaye ke salam us par what a beautiful way to send durood and salam on rasulullah you said you depressed this morning ji yes constantly recite durood sallallahu alaihi wasallam sallallahu alaihi wasallam keep just reading sallallahu alaihi wasallam sallallahu alaihi wasallam just make this weird just keep repeating it you put it on repeat and see what peace and sukoon allah gives to you and this was rasulullah's fikr and worry and concern that every member of my ummah Allah was grand in jannah he cried for us rasulullah sacrificed for us ke allahumma ghfir ummati you want to reach the status of abdal and great scholars and pious servants of allah to make this dua allahumma ghfir ummata muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam اللهم ارحم امه محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم تجاوز عن امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم سلام اس پر جس نے گالیاں سن کر دعائیں دی بسوائت رسول الله they called him names funny names they insulted the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam they said he is a magician he is majnoon he is insane they said the nastiest nastiest words to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam but what did rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam do rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave them dua ki allahumma hadi qaumi fa innahum la ya'lamun Oh Allah grant hidayah and guidance to my people they don't understand me Allah akbar That's why this humble dua we should learn it and read it every morning Ke Allahumma ja'alni khairan mimma yadunnun This is a beautiful dua Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radhiyallahu ta'ala used to read And I think it's every duty of every individual to read this dua in the morning ya allahumma ja'alni khairan mimma yadunnun oh allah make me better than what they think of me each one of us are ready to condemn each other and take up the faults of each other as somebody said don't make a mark by your remark sat bhai don't make a mark by your remark and don't make a dent by your comment somebody is trying to rhyme these two words because whenever we speak we either want to hurt somebody 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, either you say a good word, فَلْيَكُلْ خَيْرًا أَوْ لَا Otherwise, keep quiet. Why do we want to hurt people's feelings? And why do we want to judge people? So Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala, Allahumma ja'alni khayram mimma yadunnoon. Oh Allah, make me better than what they think of me. Always think positive of your Muslim brother. There's so much of depression and sadness and grief in our life because we are always impacting on negative things. We cannot think of something good and beneficial. We start our life on a negative footing. Be positive in your thinking. And Allah forgive me for what they don't know about me. Shafat Bhai, I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. What's my life? But people comment on you, on me. Mm. So our dua to Allah, Allah forgive me for what they don't know about me. We all have skeletons in the cupboard. But ataibu minadzambi kamalla zambala. What guna we didn't make from the time we became balir? Even shaitan is embarrassed. But Allah is Rahim or Kareem. Terana masattar ghaffar hai. Oh Allah, your attribute is sattar. Allah, you conceal our gunas and sins. You hide it. Ghaffar hai. You ever forgiving. Merana maasi gunegar hai. Allah, I'm a sinner. Right through. Rabbul Alameen, forgive me for what they don't know about me. And look at this beautiful dua. And Allah, don't take me to account for what they say about me. One day, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked the Sahaba Ikram. This is serious hadith. And all of us, and many of us are guilty. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam asked the Sahaba Kiram, Do you know who is a Muslim? Who is a poor person? Who is a pauper? So Sahaba Kiram said, Ya Rasulullah, a pauper is that person who's got no money, gharib hai, fakir hai. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, No. In reality, a pauper and a poor person is that person who on the day of Qiyamah will come and have plenty of good deeds credited to him. Lots of namaz, roza, zakat, hajj, umrah, and many other good deeds. But on the other side, he swore at people he made ghibat about people. He usurped the rights of others. He hurt the feelings of people. So all these claimants will stand in the court of justice and claim their rights. Allah, this individual swore at me. Allah, he owed me money. Allah, he stole my property. 
Allah, he did this, he did that. Allah Ta'ala will say to the Farishtas, then take his good deeds and give it to these claimants in compensation. Give it to them. So all the mehnat and effort you and I made in this world will be just taken away. In the end, the Farishtas will say, Oh Allah, all the good deeds of this individual is depleted. There's no more good deeds left for him. But there's still a line of claimants making claims against him. What must we do? Mafum of the hadith. So Allah Ta'ala will say then, take their gunas, take the gunas of the claimants and put it on his shoulder. So all the efforts you and I are making in this world so that Allah gives us you know, hayat and tayyibah, Allah gives us a beautiful life in the akhirat. We're making so much of effort that imagine all that will be taken away from us. That's a real copper. You work so hard, day and night you strive for your akhirat. And at the end of the day, as I always say, end of the day, you know, when you go to sleep, make a dua to Allah. Allah all those who have hurt my feelings, oh Allah, forgive them. Allah, whatever my rights are owing to me, for your pleasure, I make it now. There are so many poor people in debt. What a great sawab and ajr you can earn. And say to the poor person, I write off your debt. It's okay, no problem. Allah Ta'ala give you barakat in your life. You don't have to pay me back. Allah has given you any plentiful shafat bai. This is really ikrami Muslim. This is what's mm. showing love for your Muslim brother. Do we have these qualities in us? Allah has given me plentiful. Some person is owing me money, but no. I will send lawyers later. And this is why it's haram. If you take a loan from somebody without with the niyyah that I'm not going to pay him back. You're a thief, you're a rogue. But if you take a loan justifiably, that Allah will pay it back. Rasulullah did take loans. And the loan that he took was took from a Jewish person. And Rasulullah would repay that loan to him. Would send Hadrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala. Sahaba ikram and came to Rasulullah for help. Rasulullah didn't have. He would instruct Hadrat Bilal, go to the Jewish man and take a loan from him. And go and pay him back. So may Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Sahaba Ikiram had this beautiful quality in them. Sahaba Ikiram were in dire straits. The clothes that they wore was the only clothes that they had on their bodies. Whatever little food they had, otherwise they were starving or they were keeping roza. Rasulullah would tie stones on his stomach to suppress the hunger. In one of the battles, Sahaba Ikram were digging the trench and they were absolutely hungry and said, Ya Rasulullah, we are absolutely hungry. So Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, I am also hungry. Rasulullah picked up his kurta and showed to the Sahaba Ikram, I have tied two stones on my stomach to suppress my hunger. As somebody said, you know, those stones that were tied to the tummy of Rasulullah, kaash me wo patar hota. I wish I would be that stone. Allahu Akbar. What nisbat? One Sahabi 
he had long hair. So somebody said to him, why don't you cut your hair? He said, I'll never cut my hair because when I was young, Rasulullah put his Mubarak hand on my head and touched my hair. The barakas of it, I will never cut it. Subhanallah. This is ishq and muhabbat. Salam uspar jisni galiya sunkar dwaibi. The point here, Shafat Bhai, is that we have to work on our akhlaq. We have to make Allah happy first. Mm. Allah ko razi karo. Malam yaskuri nas, lam yaskuri Allah. If you're not grateful to humanity and mankind, you cannot be grateful to your Rabb. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. So miskinun, muflisun. Who is a muflis? Who is a pauper? So may Allah ta'ala protect our amals. The pious servants of Allah said, you know, neki karna asan. To do a good deed is very easy. Hmm. To protect that good deed is even more difficult because shaitan will come and whisper in your ears. Yes, you must give charity, but you must, inshallah, expose it. You must broadcast it on your social media that I noted so many thousand rands. I did this and I did that. And we also get bluffed by shaitan. Hide your good deeds. It must be a secret between you and Allah. That whatever you do, you do for the pleasure of Allah. Another thing, Rasulullah, is two words today. The hmm. word is muflis, means a pauper, a poor person. Likewise, a miskinun. Sahaba Ikram, Rasulullah asked Sahaba Ikram, do you know who is a miskin? And they said, Ya Rasulullah, miskin is the person gee, who doesn't have no wealth, no position, which be name. Rasulullah said, no, a miskin is that individual. Allah has given tons of wealth, is prosperous, but he's unmarried. He doesn't want to make nikah. Umar, I think, asked one of the people that, why are young men, why aren't you married? And he said, he didn't give an answer. Hazrat Umar ta'ala said, well, there's two things. Either shaitan has got the better of you. That you are doing something that is un-Islamic. So in this zamana of fitna, two things are very important, Shafatwai. If we want to save the ummah and we want to save the youth and our mothers and sisters, two things. Shadi jaldi karo. Get your children married as quick as possible. It's a great zamana of fitna. Every turn you take is zina. Fornication. Music. Dancing. Drugs. Alcohol. It's sad. The youth, Muslim youth, drinking. Women, girls are drinking. Drugging. It's just the halat of the Muslim ummah. Where have we gone wrong? Ya ayyuhalladina amanu. O anfusakum wa ahdikum na. O you who believe, safeguard yourself and your family from the fire of Jahan. So again, miskinun, Rasulullah said, miskinun twice. Then asked the Sahaba Ikram, do you know who's a miskin? And they said, Ya Rasulullah, the person who doesn't have anything. Rasulullah said, no, miskin in reality is that individual who's got tons of wealth but is unmarried. 
in Rasulullah said, Miskina, Miskina. That woman is poor. She's poor. Miskina. Rasulullah asked the Sahaba, who is a Miskina? And they said, Ya Rasulullah, is the lady who's got no wealth, no possession, nothing. Rasulullah said, no. A Miskina in reality is that woman, Allah has given her wealth, health, and she's not married. So if you want this ummah to be protected, jaldi shadi karo. Get married quickly. There's khair and barak. Two things will be protected. Your eyes will be protected. Ji, and your private parts will be protected. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, guarantee me that you look after two pieces of flesh in your body. One is that piece of flesh between your lips. It is your tongue. That you'll utilize it and use it correctly. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala every morning used to grab his tongue and pull it out and address it. This is the fear they had and concern for the Akhirat. And he would address his tongue and say, Khuda tum durust raho. For Allah's sake, be straight. Because if you are straight, then the entire body will be in the obedience of Allah. But if you are not straight, because the guna starts with the tongue. The first thing is a lie. The first thing is ghibat. The first thing is wada khilafi. Our opening statement is a lie. So Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala used to grab his tongue and pull it hard and address it. Khuda ki tum durust raho. For Allah's sake, be in check. Be in control. Allahu Akbar. So respected, the other piece of flesh, Rasulullah said, is what is between your legs, which is your private parts. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Please get our sons and daughters married as quick as possible. There'll be afiyat in that house, lots of homes, but be barakati, because somebody, some individual in that house is committing some form of zina. It's affecting everybody. It has that rippling effect. Remember, if any member of that family commits zina, some other member will also commit zina in that family. It's serious, Dosto Azizo. We are taking marriage very lightly regarding our children, and we open this scene and breaking the laws of Sharia. And we turn a blind eye. Guna karkar kamal samachin. We're committing gunas openly, sins openly. And we're proud about it. We're bragging about it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Be good to each other. Don't be a burden to each other. Apne baare mein sikar man raho. Worry about yours and your family's akhirat. Dusro ki baare mein husne zan rakho. Think positively about other people. Don't judge people. Imam Ghazali, rahmatullah alayhi, those pious servants of Allah, they don't even hurt their enemy. So Imam Ghazali, rahmatullah alayhi, is quoting a beautiful incident in Ahyaul Ulum. He said there was a pious saint of Allah 
who complained that his house is invested, infested with rats. So someone said to him, then why don't you keep a cat? You'd have no problem. The problem will be solved. He didn't worry. Later on, again he complained that the rats have become even more. My house is infested with rats. So they said to him, we told you to keep a cat. You need But look at his answer. It may not make sense to you and me. So he said to them, you see, if I'm going to keep a cat, all these rats will get scared of the cat. And they'll leave my house and they'll run into the neighbor's yard and neighbor's house. Or unku What I don't like for myself, I wouldn't wish it for my neighbors. Allahu Akbar. Ya Allah wale. Ya Allah wale, dusmano ka dil ko nahi dukhaya karte. Shafat Bhai, must always be considerate of other people. So I don't know if you have a question or not. But inshallah, I think we, we, we are preparing for the month of Ramadan. And together with all the other preparations, all the lovely savories and preparations for Ramadan, if we're not going to prepare our hearts and soul gee, for the marifat of Allah and the akhlaq of Rasulullah, then, you know, we are wasting our time. Really, Ramadan is not about savory than eating. Ramadan is about purification of the heart, building the marifat and ta'alluq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm not sure if you have a question from our listeners. Gee, uh, Molana, there's a sister says, Assalamu alaikum, Molana. Uh, when I heard you talk about uh, zina being uh, performed by members of the family, I was in full uh, tears uh, because I know this is happening in my home. Molana, what are the duas we can make? Because I know uh, this is uh, my husband's fault. Molana, this is a confession made. How do you respond to sister? First and foremost, make a lot of istighfar. The Sahabi or a person comes to Rasulullah and says, Wa zunuba, wa zunuba, oh my gunas, oh my sins. Rasulullah asked him what happened. He said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm worried about the sins that I'm committing. See, this is the sign of a good mu'min that he realizes that I'm doing wrong. The other people, guna kar kar kamal samashti. They don't care a damn. What my mm. guna is impacting on my family or on myself. They are so selfless, selfish. So when this person came to Rasulullah and said, Wa zunuba, wa. Oh, oh, my sins, my sins, oh, my sins. Rasulullah said, What's wrong? Rasulullah asked him. And he said, He confessed, Ya Rasulullah, I have so many gunas on my head. I'm worried, how am I going to face Allah on the day of Qiyamah? So Rasulullah said, read after me. Allahumma maghfiratuka awsa'u min zunub. Allah, your forgiveness is far more greater and vast compared to my sins. Wa rahmatuka, and Allah, your mercy, I have full faith in it compared to my deeds. Wa rahmatuka arja indi min amali. He read it. Rasulullah said, repeat again, Allahumma maghfiratuka awsa'u min zunubi wa rahmatuka arja indi min amali. He read it the second time. Rasulullah said, repeat it. He read it third time. Allahumma maghfiratuka awsa'u min zunubi wa rahmatuka arja indi min amali. And then Rasulullah said, Yaw, Allah ne aapko maaf kar diya. So, 
if there is a situation like this in our homes, we need to take stock, introspect. A lot of istighfar, a lot of crying, getting up at tahajjud time. The wife should be sitting on that masallah and crying, okay, Allah, I did my best as a wife for my husband. Allah protect his private parts. As I said to you, Rasulullah said, guarantee me that you look after two parts of your body and I'll guarantee you Jannah. One of it was whatever flesh you have between your legs. See, look after it. Why do you have to commit zina when Allah has given you a halal wife? You can fulfill your desire, your conjugal rights. Gee, in a halal way, in a way that you'll be satisfied, you'll be rewarded for every act of, 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 of conjugal rights that you perform. Allah is rewarding you. Because if you have to commit the same thing with somebody who is not your wife, it is regarded and classified as zina. Allah has given you a halal wife. Why do you go and seek elsewhere? Shafat, my good question. You see, at a dumb site, Sometimes people throw seeds and sometimes you see a beautiful flower or a rose mm. with all the rubbish and stench that is there in that dump yard. You see this beautiful rose, will you go and take it from there? Nobody will admire that rose because it's surrounded by filth. So when Allah Park has given you a halal wife, beautiful wife, why do you want to go and seek and pollute your life and put her life at stake? Because you're going to come with infected diseases and destroy her life and she's a mother of your children and if she's gone what happens to our children we are selfish but my dua is that Allah Ta'ala give this sister Sabri Jamil she should talk to her husband maybe some alim should address the husband and inshallah conscientize him that stop this wrongdoing it invites the wrath of Allah it's not only inflicting guna and hurting you it's hurting the ummah and it's hurting the family and in whichever home there's dinner you'll find one trademark. What's the trademark? You'll find that that home is always struggling financially. There's no barakat end no. of the month. Three people are working in that house. Two people are working in that house. In the come end of the month, there's nothing. The first impact of it, of a zina in any home, is Allah part takes away the barakat of rosy. Your sustenance is compromised. So may Allah Ta'ala protect the Ummah and Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq wa akhiru dawana alhamdulillahi rabbil alam.